Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Authentic Messengers. My name is Catherine Van Wetter and I will be your host today. Every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, I have been interviewing different authors from our new book, Life Sparks. All of these interviews have been archived, so if you miss one, you can go to www.blogtalk.com. You can also go to our Facebook page, Authentic Messengers, and it's really exciting because this last week we found out that our Life Sparks book did get reached the bestseller list, so congratulations to all the wonderful authors out there who contributed to this beautiful piece of work. And I've boldly been saying bestseller because it's not coming from a place of ego, rather it's coming from a place of recognizing the power of collaboration, cooperation, coming together as a team with an intention to show so much goodness that's in the world. So for those of you that may be interested in getting your own copy of Life Sparks, you can go to AuthenticMessengers.com or you can go to Amazon to order your book there. And so today I'm really excited to interview Rhonda Culver who is a personal finance expert and author. And after exiting her corporate career in 2006, she established her real estate brokerage. She's recently completed the online course, Transfer Your Finances Now. Rhonda's passion is teaching, speaking, and guiding others in how to improve their personal finances. And she's also one of our 19 authors who's in our book, Life Spark. So welcome, Rhonda. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Catherine. I'm really happy to be here. It sounds like you've had quite a variety of different things you've done, a personal finance person, also being a real estate broker, and um, some of your story has been that after the economy crashed that you you ended up losing a lot. Would you like to talk a little bit about how that has shifted your life and where your focus is right now? Absolutely. Um, you know, I... I I'd say that I'm very blessed right now and and that I've always been blessed. But prior in corporate America, you know, I um things came really easily. Um I had a six figure income. I never had any um financial um difficulties or concerns at that time. And but I always felt like I was supposed to be doing something else. <clears throat> so one year, I did. I kind of felt like I had a, a good enough cushion, and I jumped. And uh, I jumped both feet into uh, real estate investments, and I probably didn't didn't uh, plan as much about what I should have been doing or as carefully. But I did jump. And um, I've never looked back. I've, um, I'm really enjoying life now. But there was a time where, uh, you know, I got into remodeling, um, which I think the term they use is fix or flip, and um, did did well. But then when the when the market tanked, um, you know, I lost 
it, it caused me to lose just about everything because I had three um, full gut remodels going at the same time. And that was a really, really tough time. Um, going from a place of, of having to a place of having not, um, being a person that cared so much about, you know, my credit score to it going into the tank. And I had a son and, you know, haven't been previously able to give him pretty much anything he wanted and, and being in a position to not be able to do that. I was fortunate enough that I was able to save, like, one of my homes as a residence. But um, at that time, I think I had, like, nine properties, um, you know, included in commercial property and multi-units, and I I lost it all, including my wow. retirement. Yeah. You know, you you mentioned you mentioned a point that I think really bears looking into, and and you mentioned that you felt that there was something more that you could be doing, if that's accurate mm-hmm. in what I heard you say. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after losing everything, I wondered I wondered if you could talk a little bit about that that inner voice or that nudging that may in some ways have pushed you forward to be to where you are now, that part of you that knew there was something so much more that you could be doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I I have always known that I should be instinctively um, creating or writing or both. And, you know, even in my corporate career, um, when I had an assignment where I was able to do those things, I really enjoyed it. But um, I have always felt that I wasn't supposed to be in a corporate career. In fact, when I um, uh, majored in business in in college, that wasn't where my heart was. My heart was more in the writing arena. I loved poetry. I loved writing but because um, a lot of the counselors were kind of guiding me towards where more finances were, uh, that's where I went. So I've always, even in, in when I was in corporate America, I would I would hear, I would get those little whispers, those little nudges, and instinctively I knew that that, that wasn't where I really belonged. But I didn't know how to make a change. So it was kind of made for you in some ways. <laughs> um, well, I, I jumped, and um, I mean, know, with the loss really, of everything, with the oh, turn yeah. of the financial, yeah. it's it's so it's amazing how sometimes something so much bigger than us pushes us off Absolutely. the proverbial edge. <laughs> and and so, what's interesting is even after I had that loss, I. Um, one of my old bosses came and said, hey, are you ready to come back to work? And I needed money like I needed air, but Mm. I said, not yet. And I can't tell you why, but I did. I said, nope, not yet. And, and you know, I was having a pretty tough time. Wow. Well, you've, it sounds like you've really been able to to turn what has happened to you into many blessings. And I know that the name of your chapter is, Do You Hear the Whisper? 
is your mm-hmm. chapter about the sorts of realizations that you came with. Would you like to talk about what your chapter is about and how people can glean insight from from what your experience was? Absolutely. Um, I had mentioned that I had had always heard what you call your soul whispers or hunches or God winks, whatever intuition, whatever we want to call it. I, you know, had that very strongly. Um, however, I didn't understand it, and there were even times when I was a bit afraid of it. I didn't. I just really didn't understand it. Um, even after losing everything, um, I don't think that I the, the pieces tied together for me. Uh, when when things really started to make sense to me, I ran into someone, and um, and it's not like it's an unusual occurrence for me. But that individual told me that they felt that they had a message that they had to give to me and that that there was a gift that I had and I put it away in a little box and I wasn't using it using it and instinctively I um I kind of understood what what was being talked about and it kind of sparked something in me to know that there was something bigger than me <laughs> that believed in me. So um, even though I had the whispers until I really started honoring them and listening to them, and and then one of the biggest things was changing my attitude. Because while I had lost things, when I, if I, when I was focusing on the loss, then that's what I kept getting more of. Mm-hmm. But when I started focusing on the many blessings and the good things, I started getting more of those. Mm-hmm. Boy, it really shows the power because we hear so much about the power of attraction and the what you yeah. obsess on and what you persistently resist comes to you in tenfold. And it sounds like you really experience that and that you were in tuned enough with yourself to recognize that. And in fact, I love the quote that you have in the front of your chapter, Oprah Winfrey's difficulties come when you don't pay attention to life's whispers. Life always whispers to you first, but if you ignore the whispers sooner or later, you'll get a scream. And it sounds like some of us seem to be a little more hard of hearing <laughs> so yep. to speak. Yes. So it's, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So, and so are you? I'm sorry. Were you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say that that one thing that I would love that you, you had talked about my uh, course, transform your finances. Now, um, yes. I it's coming. I actually have not totally completed it. It's going to be an online course, but. Um, one thing that's really important to me, having had and having lost, is to help other other individuals, um, and you know, I'll take them through you know various uh, topics such as managing cash and managing debt and credit, 
and <clears throat> planning for things like retirement. But one of the bigger things is is just attitude, mm-hmm. and you know, and what what the role that that t- plays. Attitude, listening to those whispers, and um, um, you know, just being optimistic about life. Yeah, the whole attitude of gratitude, isn't it? To yes, to really look at and and I as I was hearing you talking, I know from personal experience I've experienced something similar with having a lot and then seemingly losing it, and then many yes. other women in particular, because a lot of the folks I've been interviewing women have gone through similar experiences of really coming down to their knees and wondering wondering who they are after all the materialism and all the possessions yep. are gone. And I've yep. been told that the self-esteem, self-worth is directly related to financial to financial success and wondered if you would like to, to talk about that if you've noticed that in your own findings? Um, I think that my experiences, what I learned was more, I mean, I've always known that money isn't everything, but that money isn't everything. And um, um, I think that our self-esteem and our feeling of self-worth needs to come from and within and you know our ties to I know everyone doesn't you know believe in a divine one but I you know I do um mm-hmm. you know our ties to a, a a higher power or something that's of at least of importance to that individual but right. um does does the money help absolutely does it help um you know, to travel and to be able to pay your bills and do the things that you want, absolutely. Um, And I guess I see it more as a blessing, and I try not let it impact my, um, you know, kind of ego or go to my head Mm -hmm. anymore. I don't, I don't, I I think we can have a high levels of self-esteem, and I hope that we do without the finances but it certainly helps well well, I'm curious what you what your sense is because if if we look around the United States and in some other parts of the world well within the United States where there's been the economic collapse and some other parts of the world where there's also been the economic collapse wondering you know I I have a sense that part of the reasoning that this is happening is so that people do come back to their hearts. They do come back to themselves to create more community, to come together, to recognize that we're so much more than bowing to the almighty dollar and wondered if you would like to, to talk about what, if you've thought about things like that, I mean, especially with the different folks that you've worked with. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think that's a wonderful idea. I don't know that I had thought about that, but it absolutely, um, you know, those types of of, um, experiences absolutely bring you back to where you you either need to kind of look at and find out what's real and what's good without 
the finances and income to you know to some kind of level of strength within yourself, or some people actually think so much of it that they um you know I've heard of people that you know just commit suicide over money, which is sad. Yeah, but, um, yeah, dying by suicide. But, yeah, because they're so influenced by you're, it. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. But it, and then again, I see a lot of people who have always not had and who continually not have because I I grew up uh, in an urban area and my family was um, certainly not um, wealthy. Um, so I see a lot of people that don't ever seem to um, move forward, and mm-hmm. I would love to help them. And unfortunately, yeah. like if you look at the statistics, there's just a high number of people that are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And the 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 erosion of self-respect and self-dignity and in some ways, you know, on the one hand, it, we can be walking amongst others who are in similar life situations of paycheck mm-hmm. to paycheck and, again, mm-hmm. reaching out for others to, to support us as we support others, yet it, it's also right. very taxing on, on someone's psyche to be in that. And um, I is. know having been there... <laughs> It's it's almost like any sorts of options start collapsing around someone. Yeah. There is no option other than where's the next dollar going to come from or where's the yep. next meal going to yep. come You're, from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you, so you are, it, it really, it really does. It really does weigh in on your psyche. You're right. So how right. do you how do you work with people who may approach you with with situations that I just talked about? Um, you know, it, 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 you have to work at it from a couple of standpoints. It's like looking at, um, what are, what are my, what are my expense levels, um, for the month? What's my income for the month? Can I, is there any way to increase my income and how can I cut my expenses? So that's, you know, one of the first areas. And even those that, um, let's say, um, whose incomes may not be, you know, the highest, you know, many of us are going to Starbucks. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't enjoy, but maybe we don't enjoy every day. So there's a lot of a lot of things that we can look at, and a lot a lot of activities that we can kind of cut while we try to improve. <clears throat> that could be in a culture that is, is often instant gratification. Yep. <laughs> it can be yep. hard for someone to think, what, give up my, my Starbucks latte? Are you kidding me? You right. Know, it's not that much. It's only what, I don't know how much they five are. Bucks bucks, or... Five bucks. Yeah. But those things yeah, I really don't know act- either. <laughs> those things really begin to add up if you figure it for a week's time, a month's time, and then a year's time. So maybe teaching people or honoring people to be able, if they've gone a week without getting their Starbucks fix, to 
maybe splurge on a, a latte or whatever. What are right. what are kinds of guidelines that you have for folks if you'd like to share? Um, certainly, again, it's it's um, you know it's, it's looking at your activities, looking at your income, looking at your expenses. You also have to look at your debt levels, your credit, and um, and and really putting putting goals down against them. Um, because no matter where you are, I do believe that if we change attitude, um, we include some type of uh, spiritual motivation in there and start being optimistic, you will start drawing some uh, positive changes. And I think we can make a lot of changes. And I, I again, if if I just look at many of the people that I know that are on um, tight budgets, um, you know, they may not have any money, but we're going to lunch. So there, there's just a lot of things that we can do, we may not want to do. Um, and like you said, instant gratification, it may be um, rewarding ourselves periodically, but not consistently mm-hmm. until we get some of these things under control. Boy, you know, I, I think about how it used to be where credit cards were given out like candy and people were grabbing multiple credit cards up and then mm-hmm. being being indebted up the yin-yang with, you know, debt and with interest rates that were accumulating. If someone finds themselves faced with a dilemma of multiple credit cards with multiple expenditures that have been maxed out, are you able to work with folks to, to not, one, lose it, <laughs> So they do look for the nearest bridge or, you know, mm-hmm. what are ways that someone can deal with a past experience that has gotten them into their current situation? Well, I, I do not, I, I work with individuals and I help them to find solutions. Mm-hmm. I um, don't specifically, you know, um, I'm not a financial advisor. So I would certainly, um, work with them to help them find avenues that can help them. Um, it depends, on again, on, you know, their credit scoring. Are they able to, to push some of that into, like, a 0% um, loan for a bit? Or in some, some instances, um, consolidation, but a lot of times that can get individuals in a a lot of trouble. So you really have to know who you're working with. So you work a lot as as a guide and a a coach, really, to steer people in the direction of of who would best be a, a solution for them rather than... Right. Yeah. Right. And that's so empowering for someone to work with someone like you that can become empowered to recognize that probably if they talk to different credit companies, just making mm-hmm. the effort to reach out and say, hey, I know that I'm behind. What can we work out? 
Absolutely. And can I pay off so much? And, and then will you forget, you know, the rest? I know that, that right. credit card companies are very willing to work with folks. Absolutely. If they, if someone... And then sometimes people you can call and, and ask for a lower interest rate and get it. So sometimes we just don't know the power that we have. Wow. So as you come up and out of, of your whole experience of, of losing so-called everything and, and where you find now, you, what I've heard you say is a lot of it has been really trusting and knowing that there's something so much bigger than you that has been mm-hmm. supporting and guiding you and also the, the gratitude and the blessings mm-hmm. that are, are present. Are there more things that you've learned, more life lessons that you've learned? as a result of your experience? um, Absolutely. And and some of it is about people. There are some people, if you, when you lose things, you find that some people go away instantaneously. And then some people are there because they care for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that, you know, that was a big one. Um, Understanding, you know, I'd learned some people were greater friends than I would have ever imagined when that happened to me. I had mm-hmm. several friends that called and said, what do you need? You know, how much wow. money do you need? I'll, I'll help you. Wow. And I never would have thought that. I mean, wow. so I learned a lot about some of the friends that I have, good and bad. <laughs> Well, shame can be so much a part of that. I've heard stories of people whose homes were up for bankruptcy. They were in the process of repossession and actually leaving in the middle of the night, taking their family and leaving in the middle of the night, leaving everything Mm. behind because of the shame that was associated with it. So wondered what, you know, what could you say to folks who, are in such a shameful place or not feeling like there's another avenue to go. And I, I also recognize with the position you're in, not being a, a financial advisor per se, but as mm-hmm. as someone who could offer support or guidance for someone who may, one of the listeners perhaps, or a listener who has friends who may be experiencing a similar dilemma, what, Kinds. Mm-hmm. What else could you tell them, um, other than what we've what we've discussed and talked about? You know that's it's a great point, and I I I believe that when um, I first lost things, it was it was a, a big sh- um, embarrassment for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for for someone like I said, who's always you know kept kept everything paid, kept um, on top of everything, doing extremely well. And then, and then you know, the fall, it is. It's, it's embarrassing. However, um, once you move past that, you know, we sometimes just have to accept things for what they are. And it's difficult sometimes. Um, think about how you can, what you learn as you pull the pieces together and how you can help somebody else uh, mm-hmm. that may be in a similar situation. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what life is all, you know, about us 
figuring out how to help one another. Well, in some ways we've turned in to even though there's so much social media and so much Internet into an isolative culture with a huge emphasis on autonomy and especially when it comes to talking about money and finance. I know growing up, my father never talked about our financial situation. So when I left home at a very, very early age, I didn't, I didn't know anything about balancing a checkbook or really anything what money was. And um, so it's, it's interesting how enculturated it can become um, of, of not knowing how to walk that path. Absolutely, it, absolutely, and um, you know, as I as I go about and look around and um, and look at, really, I think it's our youth. It may not all, always be our youth, but we've we've become a culture that doesn't even give out receipts anymore, and we're so busy doing electronic things, and you know, often noticing I have I. Because I adamant that I want receipts for that mm-hmm. one time that they make mistake. What would you have to uh, prove that they were wrong? Right. Yeah. And so yeah. being very active, if you have a bank account, to do online checking to make sure that mm-hmm. all the expenditures that are coming out are are coming out, and they're the ones that you gave permission <laughs> right. to happen. Right. Yeah, and I know yeah. that you know a, a lot of times we're, we're busy, and a lot of people don't probably like to do that. But it is critical if you know we want to keep track of um, our finances. If it's if it's um, it, it's something that's important to the individual, because mm-hmm. other than that, somebody could be taking money and doing you know. Uh, stealing things from you and you'd never know. Yeah, and we hear that a lot about folks that mm-hmm. are vulnerable of not mm-hmm. of not recognizing a scam when it's in front of them. It's it's sad. It's sad to be so hyper vigilant and in some ways distrusting. Yet mm-hmm. it's also a way to be very discerning and to be able to to make conscious decisions of where the money's going to go and who's going to who's going to be taking our money with earlier, you talked about the online, the online course, transform your finances now is, Mm -hmm. is in part just an overview of that. Is that in part some of the things that you've already talked about that you will support people through? Uh Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, this is more of a beginning level course. Um, down the road, I do plan to, uh, you know, uh, get into, you know, what's what's important in choosing a investment advisor, real estate investments, and you know, take things up, up a notch as in sophistication. But yeah, this mm-hmm. is like a the first one, the baseline. And are you are you focused in on a certain age, a gender, or is it is it right now anyone think, who's interested in? I think it's anyone who's interested. 
Um, I had in my mind kind of like a uh, 35 to 40, you know, to 50 um, as being the primary um, target and typically a, a female. But it, 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 the course is not gender specific. Mm-hmm. So did you think of those ages because usually people after the age of 50 are pretty settled or is that more of a Or a they might be having kids. They might, you know, you might be an age that you're starting to think about retiring and hopefully you plan for it, but you may not have. Um, there, there's, um, I saw another startling statistic that um, a good number of people have less than um, $20,000 of retirement. Yeah. Well, a lot of the stories um, so, are similar to the one that you shared, you know, that, that mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. living are living paycheck to paycheck, and yet not yes. also allowing oneself to sink into misery and going down the proverbial rabbit hole that it's no use. I believe, I really sense that at any age, we can begin accruing um, because every moment is is an opportunity to to make one little difference. If it's not getting a cup of latte um, and looking at the different expenditures. So, I absolutely believe and agree with you. Mm-hmm. And I recognize having having an age bracket that you're working with may be able to narrow it down. It'll be interesting to see how this all comes together for you. And and um, and I wish you I wish you success with that. It's exciting. Well, thank you so very much. Thank you. So. Um, I don't know if there's more that you would like to talk about. If there's more that you would like our listeners to hear, if we're missing anything. Um, no, I think that's um, that's it, it in a nutshell. And it's been fabulous talking with you. It's been wonderful talking to you, Rhonda. Thank you so much, and okay. uh, I look forward to I look forward to hearing how your online program goes. And for those listening, thank you, Rhonda. And for those of you who are listening out there, this has been Rhonda Colbert, who's been talking about personal finance and also one of the authors in our Life Sparks book. And the name of her chapter is Do You Hear the Whispers? So, again, those who would be interested in getting your copy, that's now a bestseller, you can go to AuthenticMessengers.com and or you can also go to Amazon. And next week I am interviewing Fred Cameron. This is going to be October 18th. And Fred is a researcher, author, and lecturer with a joint degree in astronomy and physics. He's worked as a programmer at IBM and later ran a small software company for many years When he was struck by a lack of meaning in all this, he experienced a midlife crisis and in 1989 had a spiritual awakening, which led him to explore different realities beyond the one science describes. He became a player in the New Age movement, but found it also lacked essential meaning and did not really answer any of life's big questions. 
Fred is the author of seven books and the founder of the Freo Alliance and has delved very deeply into um, the Fool's journey. So please join me next week, October 18th, Fred Cameron. Again, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com to archive some of our other shows, Authentic Messengers. So those of you out there, take good care of you, be kind to each other, and know that every moment is a precious, sacred gift. Thank you so much.